Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking to Vic Garcia from G6 Designs. Vic is a pool builder in our industry, and we're going to do a deep dive into his story and how he got started building pools. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, a podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting or jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, and Blu-ray Excel. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. You almost had it. You almost made it through. Here's the thing, Zach, is I was ready to tell John, you would be so proud of me. Not only did I start the podcast and I sent the message and I checked the Facebook link. And so I was so focused on all that, that I did not Dude, focus on you were on rolling. You were doing it really I well. I was on roll, kind of but I was like, right. click, click, pat, 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 pat. If John was here, he would be patting me on the back going, that a boy. So sorry, Zach. Good morning. <laughs> nah, good morning. Hope everyone's had a good week. It's been pretty awesome here this week, weather-wise. And it seems like the whole first quarter of this year has just been like really poor weather. And we've had a lot of wind. And I know I can't really complain with John in here, but for us, we've had a lot a lot of wind this year. And so this is really like the first week that the pools have actually been pretty light on debris. So the guys have been getting back early. It's been pretty easy going. So I'm really enjoying this kind of easiness right now. John, good morning. Good morning. We are the exact opposite as far as weather. Absolutely horseshit. Right now we're <laughs> in the hundreds already. And yesterday we had just another huge windstorm. I got a text message from my customer this morning. John, I'm very sorry. The pool's a mess. Greg had to take uh, the pool cleaner out because the system can't handle it. He's off today if you need his help. He has to work the rest of the weekend. Whatever you have to do to clean it, we will pay you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got to look forward to today, right? But yeah, it's been a little brutal for us. But again, every year it's the same thing. It's our windy season. This is what happens through the end of June, July. But I'm super stoked to have Vic on. I think Vic does amazing work. And not only that, over the last year, we've gotten to hang out at the shows and chop it up a little bit. And I think he's a great person. I'm just really looking forward to it. Vic, thank you for jumping on this morning. Um, I think this is going to be a great podcast. Vic, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing, man? Yeah, talking about weather, I'm out here in uh, Miami. Flew in late last night for uh, just some sharpening the saw. I'm at an executive MBA training with Bradley and brought my wife out just to try to get some nuggets for business, general marketing, branding, 
tax help, stuff like that. Yeah, California is great, man. It's 80 and it's raining here, so I, I don't envy these people at all. But uh, I'm here to shake hands, kiss babies, maybe make some uh, tight connections. So good morning to you guys from uh, Miami. That is awesome. So yeah, we're super excited to have you, Vic. Let's jump into a couple of things before we get started here. I want to give some shout outs over here. Janie's on, Maria, First Response, Jeanette, Jay, Howard. Big shout out to all you guys out there jumping on our Insta chat. That's the name that John gave it, Insta chat, right, John? Yeah. That sounds I, I like kinda... an old dadish type of um, <laughs> lingo for something that's techie for the kids. So are you no. calling me the old dad or since you came up with it, you're the old dad? I think you think I said it, but I think it was you that said it. So (laughs) everybody knows what spill the tea is, right? Vic, you know what spill the tea is, right? The tea is no, I I sure don't. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. So daddish (laughs) saying is what it is. Like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? You mean spill the beans? Yeah, (laughs) I heard that. Ah, man, what a crowd. You know what? I'm just going to move on here. Pretend this didn't happen. So. All right, everybody, if you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast or Instagram live, go to poolnation.com and there's a big, huge button at the bottom that says submit questions. Click on that, submit the questions on there and we will answer them live. We have one for today that was sent in that we wanted to answer. And what we'll do, Zach, is maybe we could do a separate little live for it and answer that question for them. The other thing is we have opened our merch store. So go to poolnation.com and one of the buttons on there says Pool Nation merch. You can click on it. You can go to the merch store. If you do get something, make sure that you tag us. We'll kind of reshare, repost that out there. And today's shout out of the week goes to Prime Design Pools and his new baby girl, Simone. See me for short. So guys, you need to go out to Instagram Live. Check out that baby picture. John, Zach, you see him holding the baby. And all I see is this and just completely wrapped right right around that finger, like right off the bat. So Prime Designs, big shout out to you. Congratulations to you and your family. And guys, let's get this party started. Let's put Vic on the spot here quick. So Vic, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background? Yeah, you guys know me well. I'm sure not everyone on here does, but I am what uh, John mentioned is kind of an embodiment of if you want to, you can. And if you apply yourself and focus and set your vision right, then you can do whatever you want. I'm not... Uh, construction guy. I didn't come up from the pool industry. I never cleaned a pool, never owned a pool. And here, three years later, we're building highly custom luxury resorts in people's backyards. So a little bit about my background. I'm uh, straight out of high school, went to military, did six years in the Navy, five deployments, spent most of my adult early life in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, came home and, uh, you know, was looking at options and there's not always uh, a lot of careers that that are just waiting for you when you get out of the military. So I got into engineering. You know, I have a day job. I, I design and manage readiness for the fleet. So for the Navy side, Marine Corps, we design and manage the maintenance for the weapons. So all that was going well. I was still young, trying to think about how to make money on the side. And in the process of doing my MBA, I uh, created a fake business as part of my school on a pool company, right? So through that process, I researched and watched all the YouTubes, bought all the books. And from somebody that never owned a pool to, hey, this can't be that hard. I decided to start offering design services for a lot of the locals, right? In my geographic area, there was a lot of guys that were good at doing, meaning 
highly skilled craftsmen, but lacking severely on the business side. So everything from the brand building to the sales process to the how do I get the plans ready to actually build this legally with permits and all that. So I was offering that to a lot of locals for a long time. And that's why, you know, I I'd, I'd stuck with designs because that's my foundation. Fast forward a couple of years, I started getting uh, phone calls from disgruntled clients for people that hired me saying, hey, you know, this guy abandoned my job halfway through or he took my money and ran. And somehow I felt associated because I designed the pool. You know, they were talking to me. They saw me as part of that company. So I just took all the lessons of, of how business shouldn't be done. And eventually somebody entrusted me enough to say, you know what, I'm tired of all the nonsense. You're going to build this pool for me. So with no employees, no help, no experience, you do what anybody would do starting a business, right? You look for the best out there, you build a network, figure out who can do certain phases of the project. And little by little, that business starts to grow. Your network starts to grow. People start getting attracted and buying into your vision and that's how G6 became a builder, right? We went from design to building the trust and the brand to all of a sudden we're a full-blown design and build company three years later. It's great. And we've heard the story a couple of times, right? As you talk about it and just when you're kind of going through, you know, the birth of your company and how everything came to fruition. My next question is about your company name and you said it, G6. Can you tell us the meaning behind G6? When I was doing designs, I, I really didn't have a name, right? It was just, hey, this dude, Vic, knows how to draw and, and he can get you squared away, give you some cool plans, make you look like you're half professional. And eventually I had to get legal, right? I was doing little side money, weekend warrior type stuff. And as it started to grow, I was like, wow, I got six plans this week. You know, I'm making more money than I was making at my day job. So, I, okay, let's get legal. Let's set up a formal company and corporation. So, you know, I've struggled with names and a lot of people think that I'm a hip hop guy and I like the Far East movement, you know, fly like a G6. That's not what it is. I'm a blended family. I have four kids. My wife has two. They just so happen to all have the last name Garcia. And I said, well, you know, I'm not going to ever leave my kids a million dollars, but I'm going to build something that will provide them the opportunity to learn whatever they wish in life, right? If they want to learn sales, they want to learn design, they want to learn hard work and labor and earning a dollar. If they want to learn how to clean up the office or control the books, I'm going to give them the recipe. And it's this company's for them. It's not for me. This is my six kids that are going to carry on the brand and the legacy. And I've had people approach me and say, hey, you're a little hot right now. What if we merged and We'd be great together, and it's just a solid no. It's a non-starter, right? It's not the money. It's not the the clout and trying to attract, you know, uh, associate myself with the hottest thing from five years ago. I mean, this is me. It's not a company. It's my family. It's my brand. So that's what G6 stands for. It's six Garcia kids that hopefully retire me early and take over this someday. So that's what I plan to leave them. That's what G6 is all about. That is awesome. And it's we've heard the story a couple of times, but it's so cool to just hear the story, hear your passion behind what it is that you're doing. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of things that you've done so far, but you really have had a great year. You were 30 under 40. You won the pool builder of the year award at the pool nation awards. I saw some of your guys 
pictures on Instagram holding other prizes. Tell us a little bit about that. I, I know that your company's kind of newish, but I think you're doing things right that obviously you're getting recognized. So tell us a little bit about that and how that, that year has progressed. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, hey, business owners, they got the easiest job. They sit back and just collect checks and not get dirty and all that. It, it's been the complete opposite for me. I feel like I'm awake when others are sleeping, first there, last to leave. And that goes through the outreach and through just getting involved and being relevant. So you're right, getting published in a 30 under 40, that was great. Never been in a magazine before. And, and it opened our brand up to other areas of the country where it exposes us to their problems and opportunities for help and just to build the industry as a whole. So my whole goal from the onset was how do I lift the next man or woman up? How do I share some of the pains and struggles that I had to hopefully make their life a little easier and make them more efficient in the process of building their own brand? Thanks to you guys, a great production, Pool Builder of the Year Award. I think that was awesome, unexpected, because there's plenty of awesome builders out there. I mean, I'm a fan myself of a, a lot of guys, and I let them know it, right? I mean, th this award to me didn't mean hey, we built the best kick-ass pool, the million-dollar masterpiece. There's plenty of companies for that, but we're just grassroots, small-time family business that is trying to make waves in our area, as well as sharing our knowledge and experience across the industry. So it's been great. As far as my guys, you know, I'm big on recognition, so I hold the annual awards for my own crew giving out the top producers the most improved the customer service award iron man you know so i hold a little ceremony for them. i'm sure they wish they got a bigger bonus but for them to have a nice trophy on the shelf to show their family actually means something so yeah i, I thank you guys for everything you do no, no problem. And if you guys haven't watched the video, I think one of the video clips that I enjoyed the most, John Zach from that, I think it was his wife that did that video. And so when they went up and they announced the pool builder of the year, I think your wife, Vic, was recording it and kind of caught your reaction. Yeah. What was really cool about it is that you were sitting with some of the other pool builders and it wasn't that there's this competition the other guys, which was Venetian, they were there. They were just as excited for you as if they would have won it. And that video to me, guys, from the Pool Nation Awards is exactly the highlight because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to kind of come together as a family and all support everybody. So I really enjoyed that video. And I'm super excited that you won that award because you have done a lot, like you said, to win that award and the pool nation awards are from the pool pros so you helping a lot of those pool pros was huge so big congratulations to you thank you vic you're obviously a very motivated individual and you're very passionate about what you do and i mean i think it's awesome you're in a hotel room right now attending a, an event to learn more about these things what advice would you have for someone that wants to get into building pools I think, and this is a general building pools or pool service or any business, I think you have to master these three things. You have to figure out how you're going to attract the customers, right? That involves setting your vision, building the brand, and then setting up the funnel of how you're going to get that business, right? The second focus is you got to sell. You got to know how to present yourself. That goes from your day-to-day, -day, your social media, all the different venues that there are for you to get exposure. 
and to close the deal. And then lastly, you got to fulfill because if you hit those first two and you drop the ball on the end, you're not going to attract more people as you go forward. Right. So it's not just pool building has its own unique set of challenges, which, you know, is highly reliant on your network and your credibility, your ability to build coalitions with other builders, whether you're a, a simple owner, husband and wife team that are just looking for subs all across the area to help you out, or if you're trying to build a team from within, but you have to pay your bills. You have to pay your bills. You have to be professional. You have to deliver on the promise. And when you mess up, because everybody does clean up your mess. You got to take your lumps. You got to take it on the chin like a champ. I've had losses. This year, I've lost more money than I made my entire first year. And it happens. You get, you know, guys make mistakes. We're, we're human. It's construction. Nothing's perfect. But did you stand up, face it, and address the problem? That's what sets people apart. If you look at the, the Yelps and the Googles from just the last two, three months, there's some top-tier companies that are getting bad marks for simple things like, hey, nobody's answering the phone. I've been calling office. Nobody called me back. My pool equipment's been dead for two weeks and nobody showed up. Just simple things that don't need to be that bad if you address them quickly and right when you find out. So it gets harder as you get bigger. Obviously, the quality goes down because you have less control. So you got to find that right niche where your company can provide the optimal service and optimal quality and still make all your marks. So it's not just a matter of, hey, I want to be the biggest company. I want to be premier pools and, and go across the country. Not, that's not where I want to be. Or do I want to be Calmingo and build $4 million pools a year and call it a day, right? It's just, who do you want to be in this industry? You got to set that brand and that vision and then build up your foundation to support that vision. So it's hard, but it all comes down to who you know, how well they respect you, and then how efficiently can you get projects done? Because your street cred is everything. What I've learned even being an outsider, everybody knows everybody here. So, if, you know, shit the bed on a project, everybody's going to know about it. And now with Yelp and Google and Facebook and Instagram, somebody will make a, a meme out of you, right? <laughs> Quick. So, you, know, so you got to watch yourself. This is not the 80s and 90s and early 2000s where people were looking for pool guys in a newspaper. It's like the information is fast and the news gets out quickly. But yeah, I hope that answers your question, Zach. Yeah, that was, that was spot on. It leads into my next question, which is one of the things that you do really well is help other pros in the industry. And yeah. we've seen you spend a lot of time helping others. Where does that desire come from to do that? Yeah, you know, I think it comes from starting an industry and not knowing anybody and then knowing how they feel and the reluctance to reach out. You know, I get a lot of guys that that DM me all across the world and stuff, sometimes just for high fives and praise and other times for, hey, Vic, what would you do here? And I get a lot of shit for it for my wife. Hey, why are you respond to these people? You should be charging for this. And you spend a lot of time fixing other people's problems. And I get it. I it, It's true. Sometimes it, it's like, okay, you sent me a novel. It's getting a little long here. But you know, it all stems from just not having that, not having somebody to reach out to and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or I can't find this tile somewhere. Do you, do you know another vendor? Or what would you do in this situation for complex infinity edge or zero uh, pool? So some of the stuff gets pretty technical. So I, I got 
probably a handful of guys reach out on a daily, local guys. Um, and then I have dozens across the country that, you know, call me for design help or inspiration. I have my own set of guys that serve as inspo for me. And I'm always looking at their page and seeing, damn, that was an awesome design. Like SJ out of New Jersey or Danny Wang or the Fox Terra crew. The guys that are pushing the envelope and innovation of the industry, that's who I'm watching. But the guys that are calling me are guys that are just trying to get shit done, right? They're like, hey, uh, you guys are always moving. You always got something going. What would you do in this this situation? So I, I'll always stop and help them out. I mean, on the flight here, I was back and forth with some guy out of Long Beach. Just, hey, where can I get this equipment? How do you feel about this brand versus that one? And just a lot of questions from guys that are either in landscaping and thinking about getting into pools and they want to know the path and what are the struggles things to look out for those are the guys that i spend the time to to try to build them up so when they become somebody you know at least they call us for the sub work and we get to to make them look like rock stars on the pool part You've really done a great job at that aspect of it. John and I had the pleasure of being able to hang out with you personally at the Western Pool and Spa Show. And John, we're sitting at the booth and we're kind of meeting people and there's Vic over there. Just somebody was sending him some questions and he's just, you know, over there doing his thing, kind of trying to help people out. And your whole story and the way that you do things is very inspirational and kind of what we're about. So we always love hanging out with you and feeding off of that energy. John, I don't know if you, but every time it's like I talk to Vic, I kind of get re-energized and I get fired up. And and sometimes we need that. Like sometimes people look at us all the time to be the one giving out all the fire, but sometimes we just need a little fire from them. And Vic, every time that we talk, it's like it, it just my gas tank gets filled up again and it's like, let's go. It's a beautiful thing because that's exactly, I mean, that's my mission in life, right? And why I'm doing what I'm doing and why Zach is doing what they're doing. I mean, we're a part of this industry, but more on the pool service side, right? And I was in the same boat as you, my friend. And when you say that, if someone were to ask me that question, and many people have asked me that question, that is my answer, especially exactly the same. On the other side of the spectrum, on the building side, that we have that same fire and that desire to kind of create this cohesiveness to where we're a team, we're together, we need to help each other, not hate each other or not look at each other as competition. And by doing that in the long run, us so much better as an industry and individually, because now we elevate not only the service side, but we elevate and we're looked upon as wonderful industry. And I just think that's just spot on and badass. And every time I listen to you talk, because sometimes I get my ass beat, you know, I talk to many guys on the phone myself too, you know, and I got my whole heap of shit that I'm going through and I've been doing this for a while now, but you can never forget what the mission is, right? And you can't allow something like that to kick you off course. You got to stay on the mission. And every time I hear you talk and, and explain your story to me, it, it just motivates me to just do more. So thank you. Awesome, man. Over here on the messages, we got well said and then paying it forward concept. Great to hear more people opening to doing it. And then off the deep end, love the podcast, guys. So big shout out to you guys, all you guys over here. So Vic, let me ask you a couple little pool build related questions. So what are some of the most challenging parts of a pool build that we don't get to see? And we're obviously not on that side of it, but what maybe are some of the harder parts? Yeah. So right now there's challenges across the board, honestly, but what a lot of people don't get to see is from the minute that somebody is sold, you give them a pretty design and a render and they said, great, we're good on the price. But depending on where you're at in the world, 
that permitting process to just get that first shovel in the dirt sometimes takes longer than the entire build. So from my standpoint, that's part of the most stressful part where, you know, you're getting the late night. Hey, did you hear anything from the city? Did you get anything back from engineering? You know, if some areas in, in Southern California are just horrible. L.A. County, Orange County, Riverside County is not so bad, but there's some areas that are, you know, worse than the DMV. So my biggest stressor is, okay, I have no problem selling the pool. I had no problem getting the people to come to my office, pick out their material. But now I got to answer 20 text messages a night saying, hey, have you heard anything? So that's before you even start. Once you get started, there's labor shortages across the board. So there's trucker shortages. So think about it. You got to dig a pool. It takes some dump trucks. There's not a lot of guys around. And the guys that are around, they're probably already booked up. So at every phase of the process, if you don't have that skill set in-house, you're going to be in hurry up and wait mode. And that's hard to communicate to some clients, especially when you're in the high dollar projects where they think, you know, more money means faster. And it's really no amount of money that you can throw at people to say, hey, I got this rich dude. He's building a 500K project. I go first. That's not how it works. Right. It's you get in line and you based on your relationships, you're going to be a priority based on that reputation you built with that sub. In my case, I, I sub out my digs and my shot creek. I'm waiting five, six weeks for shot creek right now. So I can get to sh pre shot creek inspection in three, four days. I have it dug, steel, plumbing, gas, electrical, three, four days. I'm done. Ideally, I would have my own pump my own concrete delivery truck, I'd be six days fully of the shells ready to go. That's not where most companies are. It costs a lot of money to have the Super 10s. It costs a lot of money to have the shotcrete pump, the compressors, the crew to run it. And if you're not building 100 pools a year, it's not cost effective to have those phases within your company. So anybody that's smart or business savvy is going to sub that out because it makes more economical sense to sub out certain phases. The hard part is communicating that to clients, you know, drains business owners, project managers who see you dig a pool, put the steel, plumbing, gas, electrical in three days, and now you're waiting five weeks for Chakri. That's the hard part. It's the people management that really, it's the people. And I think a skill set that's not really talked about in this industry is how to select the right clients, right? I mean, even for you guys on the service side, if you get a 300 a month account, you know, and the customers are pain in the ass, there's no amount of money that's going to make it worth it to deal with that stress. Keep your damn money, right? I'd rather have peace and happiness and two clients that are awesome for half that price. So I think that's a skill that most builders need to acquire is don't get sticker shocked or wowed by this guy wants to throw a million dollars at you. If he's an asshole, it's going to be painful the whole way. and You don't want nothing to do with that. So I think that's probably the biggest struggle right now is uh, trying to maintain customer service in trying times with multiple challenges from labor shortages, from constant price hikes and cost fluctuations on raw materials to the lack of labor. And when the, the market's hot, everybody thinking they could become a pool builder. And all of a sudden you get a one day notice saying, hey, I'm starting my own company tomorrow. So those are the struggles that, that we deal with as a builders. It's absolutely crazy. And when you break it all down like that, as a nice reminder of everything that's going on, it's just, it is really amazing what we are all 
going through right now. And it would be cool to see how we operate in a normal year after going through this round of exercises and practices with all these different things that are being thrown at us. I can't wait to see what happens when we get to a normal year and how that's going to go if we get to a normal year. After all of those challenges, on the flip side of that, what is the best part in your mind of building a pool? Honestly, the best part for me is just seeing the vision come to life. What started as a scribble on a notepad to a render and a virtual you know, walkthrough of their yard to selecting the material to finally filling it up with water to getting invited to the first party. That's the beauty of it, the, the pain through the process, but eventually seeing the results at the end. So I think that's that for me, that's the best part for my guys is, is getting paid. But, you know, for me, it's just seeing like all the shit you go through to make this happen. And then some of these clients remain friends for years on out. So, I mean, I got people that I'm still going to their parties three, four years later. What is it that you want G6 to be known for? Uh, you know, hey, that's a hard question. That's a loaded question. <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, I tell everybody, you know, our motto is we got your six, meaning we'll have your back from the guys that reach out on DMs and I'll never see in person and I won't ever be around them to shake their hand. Probably we got their six on plans, on questions, on just, you know, moral support for other business owners. So we can, we all need somebody to vent to. We're different. We're different. We didn't come up through the same pedigree of builders. I didn't work for a major franchise. Like most of the guys all started, Hey, I worked at Premier in California and Alan Smith and I'd spun off, started my own thing. That's the seems to be the common line for most business owners is they started somewhere as a salesperson, project manager, spun off, started their own thing. We're just came from the mud, man. We came from nothing. We came from nothing came in the game with nothing and everything you're seeing today is just a result of raw hard work determination just trying to be resilient in this crazy industry and just staying focused on the mission so if i had to be known for something it's we have your six and you're always gonna get what you get what you see on social media it's who we are we're raw we're gonna tell you what it is sometimes it's not pleasant nobody wants to hear that there's pain in the ass customers but i'll tell you that I don't have a corporate sponsor that's keeping my mouth shut to say, hey, uh, calm down a little bit. That's a, little, a borderline unprofessional. I really don't give a shit, right? If they buy a G6 project, they know what they're going to get. They're going to get a badass backyard. Just trust the process. Get out of the way and pay your bills. That's it. How much do you love that, John? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I think that's one of the great things about watching you and watching your growth is that I think a lot of times people just want to talk about the good times, talk about the things that make us feel good. But a lot of times we do have issues and we talk about it all the time, but you know, you get out there, you talk about the difficult customers, you talk about some of the struggles and then you become very relatable because if I'm going through the same thing now, I'm really paying attention to what it is that somebody's doing and you really pride yourself in doing that and then being honest and you and i have had conversations where whether it's you're doing something for another builder and they have a different expectation but you're able to just kind of come in and say look i know that this is what you want but in reality this is what and this is how it's going to work right. and i think a lot of people are afraid to go out to the people that are paying them to do work and be able to say sorry but 
it can't work that way. And for X, Y, Z reason, and you're great at doing that. And I think that bolsters everything that you do even more. Especially on social media, everything is just beautiful. And, you know, and they they try to build this facade and the reality, anybody who's in it understands that for the most part, it's bullshit. And, you know, just being real, it's pretty amazing. First, you need to be real with yourself. And then once you've accomplished that, then if you're honest and a hundred percent with everybody you associate with, or you deal with, especially your clients, it is amazing how far you grow as a business and as an individual and how people start to look at you differently. And at first it's almost like taboo, but you keep doing it. And I don't know, you, you like cross a line where people just, instead of worrying about you or talking shit about you. And then that's when you start to create some serious change. And it all comes down to just like the real basic shit, you know, be real with yourself, be honest, uh, upfront with what you need to do, you know, under promise, over deliver those simple principles. I think everybody always looks for, for like this magic pill. What's the secret potion on how you get some things done. And at, at the end of the day, nine out of 10 times, the things that most people are lacking are the most basic things, right? And not just the basic things, in, but the basic things of humanity. And if you're just real as a person, I mean, it literally, it, it will take you leaps and bounds further than petition out there. I speak of this, not just because of what we're talking about here, but because I know you and I've talked to you and I feel like I'm a pretty decent judge of character. And I've talked to a lot of people in my life. And not just in the pool industry, but my prior life. And that's just my thing. Kudos to you, brother. Uh, keep kicking ass, man. I love seeing the shit that you do. And when you talk, you inspire me. Appreciate that. Awesome. Hey, guys, let's do this. Oh, by the way, another authentic people win in the long term while painful in the short term. So I have to agree with that 100%. Guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. 
You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Vic Garcia from G6 Designs. Before I continue, Vic, I do want to say I know that you're with your wife on this trip and so please tell her my apologies because it seems like every time we go somewhere, right, John, we're like taking his time and we had him at the Western show. And then at the last minute, we threw him into the class. And I'm like, oh, by the way, Vic, I'm going to ask you something in the class so that you kind of have to answer in the middle of the class. And he kind of looked at me like, what? Like, what you throwing this stuff at me last minute? So tell her my apologies because it's going to feel like, John, like we're always taking his time. So we might get on the wrong side of the boss lady over there. So tell her, thank <laughs> you. We appreciate that. <laughs> no, all is well, man. She's still in the class. I said, Hey, I don't want to let this, you know, $3,000 go to waste. Make sure you take good notes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, hopefully she picks up something. That I did something less that I can do and shake some hands out here and, and maybe come out to Florida and build something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So Vic, let me continue. So one of the things that I noticed on your website is that you accept crypto for payment. That's kind of interesting. So tell us a little bit about that and how long have you been doing that? First and foremost, if you're not thinking about accepting crypto for payment, I think you're going to be behind the eight balls soon. There's a lot of people out there that, that have made millions, you know, from different type of coins and there is a vehicle for you as a business owner to accept crypto and convert that to money and run your business. So right now, I don't know if anybody else is, is even trying to accept it, but it's very simple. I mean, you set up a, a Coinbase wallet for your business, select the coins that you want to accept, and then you got to be creative on your contracting strategies to figure out how you can reduce the risk, right? For some of the coins, they're, they're highly volatile. So let's say I sell a pool today for, you know, four Bitcoin and it tanks over the time that we're building that pool, you're going to be in the red trying to finish that project. So you have to be pretty creative on on what are the, the swings that you're able to absorb or have clauses in there saying that, hey, the, the price of the pool is locked at four crypto which translates to whatever, 120K. And if it drops below that, you're on the hook to cover the difference. On the other side of the coin, though, if that coin skyrockets, you're going to be sitting pretty. So the name of the game is to build up your crypto collection if you can hold it and then that sometimes sell it off for double, triple of that amount. So if I sold the pool for 120K, and I held that crypto for a year or two, and all of a sudden, that same pool, 
it's like I sold it for uh, 240K. So there's not a lot of people out there that can take that type of currency, even fewer that can absorb bankrolling a project of the 120K and then have the tenacity to hold it for a year or two until it becomes something better. So it's definitely a, a strategy that I'm looking into because if I got these YouTubers, these NFT guys and metaverse stock dudes that don't have somewhere to put their money, I want G6 to be the first number they call. They don't give a shit. They, they made millions of dollars from a $10,000 investment in, in Shibu or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it, it's fake money to them. It's like Monopoly, right? If you go from, I want a 100K pool to what can you give me for a million dollars, right? It's just, you're in a different ball game at that point. So yeah, if any of you guys want some info on how to set up a crypto currency wallet i mean it'll take me five minutes to set up your company so just give me a call or reach out to edgar and crew and and i'll send you the link the how-to guide and it's very simple the what's not simple is how you're going to survive while bitcoin and crypto becomes so common that now we as professionals can trade it within us so in other words i get paid uh, in crypto i hire a digger I transfer coins to him. He pays his truck payment with crypto. We're probably years away from that where it becomes mainstream currency and everybody's able to trade amongst each other. But for the immediate, I'm trying to get that wallet as fat as I can. I don't have millions to go out and buy a bunch of Bitcoin. But, you know, if there's some millionaire with a, bu a bunch of it, I'll take it from him and give him something pretty in the process. And then he'll tell his Bitcoin buddies and Doge or Ethereum or Litecoin, whatever it is, we'll take it. You as a business owner could control what type of coins you can accept. But more importantly, get yourself a good contract lawyer and develop a solid contract that protects you against the high volatility of this industry. So you just made these two guys like salivate. So if you notice they were kind of sitting there listening and stuff like that, you start talking about Bitcoin. Zach starts bopping side to side. John's moving forward because he's just kind of getting all excited about this Bitcoin thing. Uh, John, Shiba okay. to the moon. Is that Shiba what we're doing or we're past that? Shiba. No. We're past that? Shiba too. <laughs> I, I get it. And I think Vic is spot on. It's just evolution of business and just evolution. You can say the same story two, three, four years ago when it came down to like marketing and how people viewed marketing and how they attracted customers. And you remember the phone books and you remember this, and you remember that. And, you know, social media, Facebook, Instagram was like, oh no, but the truth is it's the future and it's the same thing, but just applied in a different way. So for as far as currency, I'm one of the believers. I truly think that cryptocurrency is going to play a major part in our economy. And if you can recognize that and you're able to act upon it, opposed to being like the 99% or 98% of everyone else who is going to do like what they usually do in life and they're just going to react because it'll finally hit them in the head and the holy shit, I have to do something about this now. And now they're playing catch up. Well, why not be one of the trail burners, right? Or one of the ones that are, got ahead of it. Uh, you have nothing to lose, but you position yourself in a way where you can benefit from it and not be disabled by it down the road. So I'm a believer. We don't currently accept cryptocurrency. Mama says I already have enough money tied up in, in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot, 
right? I'm in the middle <laughs> of buying a house too, and uh, a couple houses that we're looking to get. And uh, I'm talking to home loan, my mortgage. Okay, show me your assets and all that. I go, okay, I got crypto. They're like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, well, dude, uh, I have it. Here it is. You know what I mean? Well, no, you need to liquefy it. I'm like, Fuck you, I'm not going to liquefy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But anyways. Crypto's it. And it's funny what Vic was saying about some of the money that some people are making off of crypto is just bonkers. It's crazy. And we're talking about 16, 17, 18 year old, 19 year olds that have FU money from a little bit of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's the future. And I'm along for the ride. And I suggest that anybody who's in business, period, whether you're in the pool industry, building pools, scrubbing pools, doing anything, cryptocurrency is something that you need to be a part of now so that the most in the future. Full disclosure, I don't know much about it, but I know that it's going to be something. And it's funny because I have people that talk to me and they're like, yeah, I bought property and I'm already up on this and I staked that and buried this and transferred. And I'm just like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. (laughs) I own virtual real estate already. And I'm all into that. Uh, trust me, NFTs for sure, right? But now, what do you do with it? The metaverse. <laughs> yeah. Now's the metaverse, man. They're literally building a metaverse, and you have these companies that are investing millions and millions of dollars to create like a virtual shop in a virtual world where everybody is buying and selling in a little virtual, in a PC game. It's when like you start movies. getting big money like that in the top, you know, we're talking about the top companies in the world that are investing millions and millions of dollars in this decentraland, all right, decentralized world. It's a no brainer. Trust me, they don't make that move or that decision unless things are happening to adapt to those types of things. And if they're already bandwagon, already there to make it happen or to be a part of it, trust me, it's that train is not stopping and it is continuing to go. So I suggest at least get yourself educated a little bit into it and see if it's, uh, even if you don't invest in it, but be involved in it and understand it and know how to accept it and know what it can do for you. Vic will be building pools with the metaverse soon. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm, I'm thinking here, okay, we're a Pool Nation podcast. It looks like I'm the old man and I might need to get educated. We might need to do a podcast on cryptocurrency so I learn what the hell it, it's, it's John about. John will so. that one for okay. sure. There's people buying digital real estate right now. There's uh, famous architects that are designing these futuristic communities. Like the Prince of Saudi Arabia has a crazy house that they're building in the metaverse. And and I'm thinking, well, shit, somebody's going to pay millions of dollars for a monkey smoking a cigar. I could give them a badass pool in this metaverse if they don't want (laughs) to go through the struggles of building. And I mean, shit, if they got a million, I can get $30, you know? Yeah, he's talking about the yeah, board apes, right? He's talking about the yeah. NFTs, right? Yeah, people are millions of dollars for these JPEGs, right? And look, and it's just value of money is what one person, I mean, what something's worth is whatever what they, they to pay. believe that value is, right? So yeah. it's crazy. And you can either sit there in disbelief and pretend like it's not happening, or you can try to understand it and get a grasp on it and profit from it. I mean, that's up to you. But yeah, there's... It's just, it's crazy. John, Zach, I would be willing to pay for an NFT picture of you guys just to give you guys a heads up. So, so one I'll, bid, uh, anonymous uh, bidder. And <laughs> Edgar. Well, you know what? So I think the thing is, what's so beautiful about it is like, especially NFTs. And I guess I get it, it's just a picture, but it is one thing that you cannot replicate. You are the sole owner of it. It is written in stone and it can never be changed. 
whoever owns that piece is like how to make something authentic or to know something is authentic. There's no way you can forge it. It just has true value to it because it is one of a kind. And, but um, what do you do with it? And I'm sorry, we're way off topic. But what do you, what do do you with, like I mean, have it in your phone gallery, right? like a wallpaper? People are listening when you, to us, going, "What the well, hell's wrong with these pool what, guys?" What do you do with a baseball card, right? Or what do you do with with yeah. this or that? I mean, it's just what it is. They're they're talking about creating like like holograms where you can have like a mantle and you can display, you know, in projectors and digital art where you have LCD screens or okay, or that makes OLED. sense frames right with your nft and that's you like a van gogh right or a picasso it's the same shit it's just digital right it's really what's the difference but at least you know that this is and you can tr- you can verify that it is the one is not fake it is not a replica or somebody's trying to screw you this is the the one and only um monkey smoking a, a cigar my my kids start drawing some shit and i'm gonna start making some money around well, look here. gary v he started drawing some bullshit on napkins and papers like a little dra- stick figure dragons and whatever in the hell they were and they're selling for god tens of thousands crazy. if i draw something how much are you willing to pay i'll give you the nft how much are you willing to pay shit Zero. not even a buck Kids drawing NFT. <laughs> we're having a talk tonight. All right, guys, we're way off topic here, but you know what? You've uh, all jokes aside, you guys. I really haven't spent any time, but I'm actually kind of interested now, so I'm actually going to do some research. Let's get back into this, and I would be curious to kind of understand what a team of people looks like. What the team of people looks like to accomplish a build. I mean, how many? moving pieces are involved in this how many people are there and how important are those people as a part of that process i would start off with saying it varies by company and by the the size and and age of that organization so from our standpoint i'm one guy but i wear several hats i'm the sole designer the sole salesperson the bookkeeper the project manager the delivery boy, the customer service rep, the oh shit, the lights won't turn on and I got a party, you know, firefighter. So I wear all those hats. But uh, for some companies, and, and I would say like your California pools, your Premier, your OC Poolscapes, they have armies. They have a team of designers. They have a team of salespeople. Field guys vary depending on what the companies choose to do in-house, whether they're outsourcing masonry, the hardscape, the landscape part of it, outsourcing plumbers, electricians. For us, we're a core group of about 18, and that's because we don't dig and demo. We don't do shotcrete. And uh, the rest of it, we got it covered. So our focus is once we have the hole, let's get it plumbed up and make it pretty once we have shotcrete and I have all those bases covered. So, you know, my team started off with nothing. I started off with myself. And as I was outsourcing work, I came across people that were either unhappy with their current situation, were tired of the company they were with and decided to jump ship and trusted me. So I have some fellows that have been in the industry for 30 plus years and uh, they trusted somebody that had zero experience and they're still with me you know i have other guys that start and two months later say hey i'm starting my own company and you know the sun comes out for everybody i I wish them well and i hope that they grow and succeed i I wish it would stay longer and you know help us with the backlog but it is what it is people are going to be testing the waters eventually and you know you want everybody to grow but what it takes is For a complete pool build, you need somebody to sell it. You need somebody to draw it. 
you need somebody to process the permits and run the, the permits through. Then you need a project manager that's going to meet with the clients and paint the pull out, tell them what the process is, put the dog away, move anything you don't want broken, dirty, or, you know, trashed. That's project management. Then you got the dig crew. Most people outsource that. Dig crew comes in, they break a wall down, they make a mess, dig a hole. Then you got the steel crew comes in, put all the rebar in. Right on their heels, you got the plum crew. Plumbing usually covers plumbing, gas, and electrical. Nowadays, most people are just doing raw stub-ups since equipment's kind of hard to get. And then shotcrete, right? Shotcrete is usually outsourced. There's only a few companies that offer that service. And then from there, it's making the, the hole pretty. Concrete, coping, tile, walls, fire pits, barbecues. Those are masons. So a lot of companies call us for that because we have masons. And to me, that's the, the area where clients decide whether, hey, this builder can do it or not. Honestly, the most important part happened before that, because if you don't like the finish, we can always change it. But if you screw up the rebar and the shockery and the plumbing, you're going to have a bigger problem than ugly tile. So from there, you got plaster crew and your startup crew and then your service guys, right? So from concept to plan to execution, to service, it's that's all it takes. And I don't think there's any one company, but I want to be that. Someday offer just complete from planning, designing to service side. I have no reason why I can't have a service route for all the pools I built. And then if people want to call for repairs and service, hey, we offer that too. We're not there today, but someday that could be in the plans. Hey guys, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors, Zach John. When we will come back, I want to get your final thoughts. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. 
Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Vic Garcia from G6 Designs. We are towards the end of our podcast. Zach, let me get your final thoughts. Yeah, so I haven't had the chance to spend as much time with you as these guys have. So this is actually my first time hearing your story. And I got to say, it is truly a badass story. And it's very inspiring. And there is something about the way you speak that's just very motivating. Your passion, your authenticity comes through. And I think that's an amazing trait to have. And I mean, John spoke to that. There's just something when you speak to people with authenticity. At first, there's a little bit of a barrier. But once you go beyond that, it just opens up so much more. So I really enjoyed the conversation today. And as far as the cryptocurrency thing, I think that's super cool. And I would love to see how that works or learn more about that because... It's coming. I mean, there's no arguing that it's on its way. So anyways, I know you're on a, uh, on the road at a training event. I think you said Brad and Lee, which is super cool. And so I don't want to take any more of your time. So thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, thank you, Zach. I got to do John because if I don't go, John, final thoughts, he won't say it. So. Say I'll just say he won't say anything. He'll just sit there like this, wait until I say something. So John, mm-hmm. final I, I thoughts. He makes me do the deep voice too. John, final thoughts. Look, I did. I do what I always do, and I usually do that when I'm really passionate about the subject and who we're talking about, I, or I kind of get into my final thoughts prior to my final thought. The last time I spoke, and I'm not going to repeat it, but I just want to say thank you, Vic. It's a, it was a pleasure having you on. I know you're busy taking the time to do this. Sometimes it seems like, oh, just one more thing we got to do, but in my eyes, and trust me, there's a lot of people out here that listen to us, and in the future, might just be a builder, you know, six months or a year down the road that hears your story and it helps motivate them and kind of get them to where they need to be or be in a better place. And I truly believe that we're a growing industry. We're growing massively. And what we need to do to be good stewards of our industry is to make sure that we enable and we help those that are getting into it to become one of the good soldiers. Because just like anything else out there, there's always going to be some knuckleheads and that's life in every industry. But if we create an environment where we share experiences and we support each other, opposed to looking at each other as like competition or trying to knock each other down, the more good guys on the team, the better we'll be in the future. So I definitely truly believe bottom of my heart, think you're one of the good guys and thank you so much for what you do. And more importantly, thank you so much for who you've helped and the people you're going to be helping in the future, because that's what really matters. I mean, you build a beautiful pool. Great. I I get you. It's wonderful. But the people and the companies and the lives you, you touch and you help throughout that process is what I think is what's important. I can look at myself and say, okay, yeah, we do great at cleaning a pool or servicing a pool or repairing, or I can put an equipment pad or what the hell does that mean, right? Oh, okay, <laughs> right. That That's cool. What impact do you have on your industry? Not just what impact are you making on the bottom line for your pockets, which is important because this isn't a charity, right? Nobody's doing this work for free and we're here to make money and be successful at it so that we can continue doing it. But what's what I think is truly important is how many other people can you help lift up so that they can get yeah. the pie too, because that pie is plenty big enough for everybody. So thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank your family for us. Let me ask you a really quick question. Are you good at like when people talk nice about you and they give you compliments and all that kind of stuff? Are you, are you good at taking those compliments? No, I don't, no. Think, any, <laughs> I don't think any man is. <laughs> so 
here's the thing is, you know, these guys are talking about you kind of, you know, giving you their compliments. And I can see that you're kind of like a little bit uncomfortable and you're yeah. moving and you're doing this and that. And so, and uh, it's funny because somebody, John and I were dead. Zach, I don't think was, was somebody was kind of giving us this compliment and stuff like that. And we, we had somebody that reached out to us and said, man, you guys suck at taking a compliment. Like the people were thanking you and you guys were like terrible. You guys need to be better at that. And I could tell, John, I don't know if you could yeah, kind of no, catch on, sure. but, yeah. but you I could tell. when people talk about me. It makes me feel like uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> yeah, know, I don't want to hear any of that. Right. <laughs> right. And that's, and that was, and yeah. So Janie over here is going, that was me. So I didn't want to mention any names, but it was Janie, John's wife that like totally ripped into us. And now she's made me self-aware of that but we kind of caught you doing that and yeah i think we're all i think all four of us are out of, the, out of the same cloth where you know i think we prefer for somebody to tell us what we don't do good rather than tell us what we do you know well so you know vic you know you're definitely in and i'm going to put you in a bad spot guy so you'll see him dance here for a couple more minutes but i i really want to thank you because you are exactly what we're trying to do and that is better the industry and you've kind of come in with that passion and you are yourself you are who you are and even us meeting you from what we see on social media to meeting you in person you are that person. And some people come to us and go, Oh my God, you guys are like exactly like you are online on the Instagram live or all that kind of stuff. And now I know what it is that they're saying. It makes sense to me what they're saying, which is true to you. You are that same person. You're very passionate about what you do. You're, you want to do a, a great job in the industry. And I think a person like you is the future of this industry. Cause as we start to get older and we start to you know, fade out, you're the one that's going to still be in the industry, driving the industry. And I truly believe that your name is going to be well recognized amongst a lot of the great companies because of the way that you run your business and you're passionate and you're a go-getter and helping other people in the industry. So I want to thank you for coming on to our podcast. I know that, like Zach said, you're out doing some trainings. And so for you to even take time out of a $3,000 class to stop taking the class to kind of come and talk to us, that tells everybody kind of how dedicated you are to helping other people. So we appreciate you coming on the podcast, Zach, John. I want to thank you for your time as usual. I know that you guys have some crazy days. So, so thanks so much, guys. See you guys. Have a great one, Vic. Bye. See you guys. Bye. You. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.